Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most artistic, athletic, tenacious, basically unique and interesting people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Welcome to season three. As we continue to seek out some of the most unforgettable humans, some of the most memorable stories, in the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. We have a terrific episode for you today as we feature German mezzo-soprano Valerie Eikhoff. She's currently an ensemble member of the German opera On the Rhine, where she has been a part of such memorable performances such as La Traviata, Hansel and Gretel, and Madame Butterfly. In May 2021, she made her debut as Rosina in a new production of Rossini's Barbara of Seville. On today's episode, she reflects back on her days at university in Dusseldorf and why those years were so influential into her evolution as a singer and a person today. Valerie also discusses the mental and emotional difficulties of not being able to perform during the quarantine and pandemic. And finally, Valerie and I discuss some of her most memorable performances and the ones in which she looks back that make her the most proud. Fantastic, fantastic discussion. She is a terrific performer, and we're extremely honored that she shares part of her journey with us on the show today. Thrilled for everyone to meet her, so let's go ahead and bring on German opera singer Valerie Eikhoff, and let's learn. Did you always enjoy singing and, and growing up? What were some of the other performing disciplines that you did? Well, yes, singing is a part since I'm at least 10, I guess, even before. But when I was 10, I started taking singing lessons. And before, I played the guitar and I played the flute. And I was always too lazy to practice. So that's why I then switched to singing. Because you can't sing too much in a day. <laughs> no, it was just more natural. Um, and before that, I was much into sports. Um, but also there, I, I was not too successful. So I decided, nah, this is not my thing for a professional career. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel that elements of playing the guitar did help as you progressed in singing? That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I discovered my voice through the guitar because my guitar teacher was like, oh, she has a nice voice. She doesn't want to take uh, guitar lessons anymore. Then give it a try with the singing. And so it happened. As you started progressing and improving and getting better, who were some of the artists that influenced or motivated you? That's so difficult because there are so many. And I really can't choose who are the, the, most, or the, the inf most influential ones. But there is a Metis branch she's called Isabel Leonard. Mm -hmm. And I really, really like her and her singing. And she's also very beautiful. And she's kind of a, an idol. I'm, I'm, yeah, I have in mind. <laughs> yeah. So when was it that you realized that this is not only something that I enjoy, but I'm actually pretty good at this and I have a future? I guess around 15 or 14 already, because I started, um, it's a, like a young artist program and you can do it besides to school. So it's called Young Studies and you kind of start studying even though you're still in school. And I applied for that when I was 15 or something. And I started doing it with 16. 
And that was kind of the first movement towards the more professional way of pursuing this passion. During your years at university in Dusseldorf, I know it was very competitive. I know that performing is highly competitive and there must have been challenging days where you're like, this is, this is not it for me. So <laughs> during those challenging days, what motivated you? What inspired you to keep powering on? Mm, I actually had, I think in my second year of studies, I had kind of a little, uh, what is that word in English? I was not that confident anymore because I applied for many scholarships and it never worked out. So I was like, oh wait, everybody told me I'm so good and now nothing is working out. But of course, if you then surround yourself with a lot of other people who are good, then you being very great in your hometown is so different to you being still good in university. And then I was like, hmm, so what can I, could I maybe do instead? Is there something that, that is that important to me? And I really thought of studying something else, but this vanished within some months. And I was like, no, I think there's nothing that comes as close as listening to me being happy. <laughs> I was curious on then how you channeled that because it was obviously a, a challenging time emotionally. So how did you turn that into maybe some self-doubt into something positive? I don't know. I, I guess I, the gut feeling was always that I'm good in what I'm doing and maybe I just need more time. So I just kept on working and kept on applying and trying new things. And then in the third year, it actually turned out to be a very successful year. And then many things happened and were successful with uh, like next to each other or after each other. Yeah. yeah. So then it's like, oh, okay, I just need more time. <laughs> Where do you find creativity as a performer? And who do you listen to when you're searching for inspiration or for ideas? I try to listen to as many artists as I can because I guess it's dangerous if you just listen to always the yeah. same people because then you tend to copy and you don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Even though opera is a very specific type and the, the art itself is based on kind of um, a frame and structure with, which you have to fulfill. And within this frame, you can find your creativity and your freedom. But for example, if, as a pop singer, you may have what we would say a ruined voice or not the, the best technique, but you could still still be a great artist because that's, that's important. You just have to have this special something. Mm -hmm. And with the opera singing, it's first the technique and then your artistic freedom and your interpretation. Um, and so, I don't know, yeah, I tend to, to listen to as many Metsi as I can find, I don't know, like the most famous one, Cecilia Bartoli, Elina Garancia, Teresa Berganza, and so on, Isabel Erat, and, and try to inspire yeah, myself with them, but also with maybe less famous ones. How did you handle the emotional ups and downs of, of first of all, just not performing, and then maybe mm -hmm. not knowing what's going to happen in the future, all the uncertainty? At the beginning, not very well. It was like, I don't know, kind of not a depression, but it was tough because my life is really about singing and pursuing this passion. And then from one day to the other, someone is telling you, yeah, well, you can't do this anymore. And you're like, oh, oh, wait, <laughs> what's my purpose in life <laughs> besides to singing? And it was kind of a, a challenge to figure that out and to figure out a way of being without the singing 
because of course I could still practice by myself and try to, for example, I started um, recording some a cappella videos, like me three times singing different voices and overlapping them. So that was kind of a fun project I tried to do. And as many others, also this videos with other musicians and combining, but it's not what, mu what music, if you make music with others, that's not what you want to just combine it in a video, of course. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was tough. I also started, of course, puzzling a lot <laughs> and went on many walks, but that's what everybody did. Right. And just reflected a lot on who I am besides to the singer. Who are you besides the singer? What were some of the things that you found out about yourself during this time? Um, I definitely realized that I, I love planning things and I love to have a structure and I always thought this is kind of a, a negative thing that I'm not spontaneous or whatever but I just figured out that this is me and this gives me a, a certain form of stability and a comfort so that's fine that this is for me my comfort zone and that I can work a lot and still be a great human or with um, in peace with myself and even though my life is a lot about singing, I decide that it's like that, you know? It's not that I, it, it's just happening and I miss out on other things. So I decide that this is not the time to focus on that. And that's, for example, one thing I just really, I, yeah, I recognized and I was like, oh, okay, well then this is fine, right? <laughs> and I yeah. acknowledge it. This sounds very similar to some of the athletes I talked to that during the time, they're so used to having things that they control. So when they lost control and they had the uncertainty they made it a point to add more things in their life to get back to that control get back to that that routine that schedule exactly just build up your own structure and even though you have nothing a day planned you can still wake up early and you can still do your workout or whatever and meet friends look up you can structure it yourself mm -hmm. you don't need the society to structure it for you yeah i know you enjoy and love singing and performing but did you also appreciate the time away and maybe time to relax and recuperate yes but very short <laughs> i was like yeah okay two weeks now it's yeah i can start again <laughs> yeah so what do you love most about performing that's i don't know that's difficult to it's it's kind of so each time i think it's a great performance and it was a good one then i'm somehow in a free state of mind and i just am in a kind of flow situation and it's it's just a normal way for me to express myself and this is kind of a i can do that through performing and to oh this is so hard in english wait I have to think first and then I kind of can, can form a sentence. So yeah, besides to me um, expressing myself, of course, also getting that feedback from the audience, which was missing a lot during the pandemic. And that's why also videos don't help if you just sing into a camera and it's, you don't get anything back or if you sing in a, in a concert hall, but there is no one. So you need this exchange and you always feel the, the emotions, 
the audience is giving back to you and the atmosphere which is created and then combined with the orchestra or the pianist or whatever or the conductor it's just a, a very nice feeling and a nice thing to do with others somehow <laughs> yeah when you're in that mentality i know the other performers i've chatted with they said it's almost like almost like you're watching yourself when you're performing like it's kind of like out of body in, in some way do you have that mm -hmm. feeling as well and and prior to a show what do you do to make sure that you're in the right mindset to go forward for a performance i try not to freak out too much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not to make it a too fancy event for myself because then i don't know i would yeah i would be too crazy about it and i don't know i would um, make myself nervous without any reason because if i can sing today why shouldn't i be able to do that again tomorrow you know so i try to you know spend a lot of time with myself of course not too much speaking and this is like the the singer version but in general i don't know have a good meal have a walk do some workout and kind of get in a calm state of mind um yeah <laughs> you mentioned earlier about feeding off the energy of the crowd and i know that sometimes when you're on stage it can be difficult to see audience members but there are probably are times where you do get to make eye contact so do you seek out those opportunities when you can to lock in with someone or are you just ignore them it always depends on what kind of repertoire i see okay but if it's playful aria for example i definitely do that because that's so much more fun mm -hmm. Or also if you have a competition and the jury is very strict and very con concentrated looking, then I try to change their faces, like to get a smile from them, and just to sing straight on, in their faces. And I don't know, because I'm also doing it for them and not just for me, you know. So it's nice to have this, to see what effect you have on the others. Yeah. So what makes for a memorable show, the, the shows that you're still thinking back, you're like, man, that was, that was a great night. What makes for a show like that? Hmm. I think when I can't really tell how it was, then it's for me always one of the best moments because then I know that I didn't analyze. I was just in that moment and I just enjoyed it. And one performance was definitely, uh, I think, December 2019, it was a concert with the, I was in the studio, so it's called um, like Young Artist Program in the Opera House. And we had a gala concert with orchestra and we were allowed to sing beautiful arias and it was kind of a special thing. And after this performance, I got offered an ensemble contract to have a stable job there. So that was the result of that evening was very nice. But in general, I, I really just it just really sang out my heart and I was, I didn't know what really happened. It's like a little break, blackout afterwards, oh. but it was good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. In order to stay as successful as you have, you probably had to adapt along the way. So what are some things that you know now that maybe you wish you had known when you started performing? That it's a, still and always will be a sub, uh, wait, it's not objective, it's subjective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can't make everybody happy and you can't fulfill everybody's ex experience, experience. Um, what's the word? Expectations. And it's, it's not your job. You can do the best and you can 
decide how you want to sing something, how you want to express something, how you want to perform, whatever. And if they like it or not, that's on them. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that too much. Yeah. Does that mentality, has that kind of seeped into your, your regular and personal everyday life as well? Yeah. yeah. I think it's still a process. I'm not there yet. Okay. <laughs> I realize that it's like some days I'm more confident, some days I'm more like, oh no, what do they think now? Get kind of, uh, yeah, get some ste steps back again. But in general, I think I'm on a good way and I try to improve that in my daily life also. What's a normal practice session for you? Like how much time are you devoting on a regular day to, to singing? And then what's maybe the lead up, the warm up that you get in? Mm, at the moment, it's very, very busy. So mm -hmm. today, for example, I had a rehearsal from 10 to 2 or something. But we finished earlier. We were supposed to rehearse until 5. And now I was sitting on the piano again for two hours because I have to learn a modern piece for a competition, which is in two days. So today is kind of a very intensive day. But yeah, it depends if you have a production coming up within the opera, then we have um, rehearsal sessions from 10 to five normally. And then of course you work and sing a lot the whole day. Um, but if you just have your, your day off and you, you just prepare yourself for other things that are coming up, then I don't know, maybe practice one hour or practice two hours and study a bit just with the scores without singing. And it really depends on what's coming up. But at the moment, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm curious of when you're traveling to and from an event or to a performance and maybe you meet someone in passing and, and they say, oh, you know, what are you going for? And you're like, well, I'm a, I sing opera, I perform opera. When you tell that to people, what's the most common response or question that you hear back well sometimes they understand i don't know why maybe i'm not speaking very clearly but many times they understand i'm a designer because of singer i don't know because opera singers is always what they wouldn't assume when they see me and then i'm like because if they then react like oh nice then i know that they didn't understand it <laughs> and say, i'm an opera singer oh really oh wow and then it's Either, hmm, but I thought for an person you have to be more, you have to be more like, <laughs> as a person. <laughs> or, oh, can you study that? Or also very nice, ah, so what do you do for a living? Oh. Like, I'm, I'm earning my money with singing. <laughs> or they tell me that they've never been to the opera, also fun. And then I'm always saying, you should come. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I wasn't sure you were going to have one answer, but you rattled off four and wrote that was perfect. <laughs> so it's like one of those. Sure. <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier about your memorable performance that you did in December. What about performance that makes you the most proud? It could be the same event, but are there other shows uh, and performances or maybe locations in which you perform that you look back and like, man, that, that was awesome. I'm so glad I was able to do that. Mm, I think one of the which makes me mo most proud is actually a recent one. Last Friday, I had to debut as in a, in a new role, the Kirobino, and I was just, I had just a lot of fun and I had no doubts that I'm not good enough for it or that I, that there are things that won't work out. And I got also great feedback, but that's not, I, I mean, that's nice to get, 
but it's not what is important to me right now to so if i just feel good after that afterwards and that i did my best and i acknowledge it myself then that's a great success for me so that was definitely one of the best opera performances so far um and in general oh i don't know there are so so many which i already forgot about and it's it always depends because when you start then i don't know singing in this place is a very high thing and a very advantage thing to do then you you raise you know what you climb up the ladder and then you're like oh wow and i was so nervous when i sang there why and then it's something else so it's i think it's a constant thing which which keeps shifting yeah i'm kind of intrigued because you're mentioning that something you're most proud of just happened a week ago and then i think back to earlier talking about while you were at university you were having times of self-doubt so it, there's been a great progression on your confidence and your self-efficacy of everything so it almost seems like what's happened over the last week could also be attributed not just something you're proud of as a performer you're just proud of as your evolution in your journey as a, as a as a human i guess yeah because <laughs> yeah because somehow i was not i was not distracting myself with all of those doubts and those fears and i don't know nervous mindset and so on I was just really going for it and deciding to do it this way now and not another way and for me that's a that was always difficult thing <laughs> yeah like that that i that i don't have to please everybody of course i have to please the normal standard and so on but yeah, just stand for myself as an artist yeah <laughs> well it sounds like you're currently at a great place emotionally mentally spiritually so i'm curious <laughs> over the last over the last 18 months very unforgettable time for you, you've had great successes as a performer, but also with the pandemic, the quarantine, just lots of emotional ups and downs. So with all that, what do you feel is the biggest life lesson you've learned from the last 18 months? Mm, be present. Not live in the, in the past or in the future, because that's so easy to do. But just be present and enjoy what's happening right now, because you really don't know what's, mm -hmm. what's coming up. And, how long you can do it for example fantastic <laughs> are you a reader and if so what has been some of your memorable books that you read over the last few years i wouldn't call myself a reader because i read very slow <laughs> yeah i don't know i um i always switch between one book which is more about um, self-growth and to yeah reflect on on things then I read a book which is just a very romantic, kitsch, whatever, fairy tale, princess story. So I switch between those. And there is one, but I don't know the, the title in English. It's called, in German, um, Das Café am Rande der Welt, the coffee place on the edge of the, the world, or something. Um, and that was very, very good book. Very thin but it has so many life lessons in it. Very cool. Nice Very cool. I'm going to add that to my list. I'm excited for that. <laughs> How can people stay up to date and follow your career and your journey? I guess most up to date is always Instagram. Mm -hmm. I have my Valerie Eickhoff um, page there and I 
try to show also the opera world in a funny way. Um, I also have a website, but I would say that's more professional and not that yeah, up-to-date, pro- like life-wise. Yeah. <laughs> well, before I let you go, I got to hear about Dusseldorf. So it's a great town. I love my time there. But for someone visiting Dusseldorf for the first time, what would be your recommendations? For sure, going down to the Rhine, mm-hmm. to the river. It's very, very pretty. Then maybe have a cake at Heinemann or Hüftgold. I really like those places. And of course, visiting the opera. <laughs> That's one thing I did not do the first time I was there. So I will well, make sure I will make sure again. to do it next time. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, Val. This is this was awesome. You made my day. This was great. <laughs> Have a great day. It's what time is it at yours? Ten a.m. Ten thirty. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. You have a, your day ahead. <laughs> I'll probably go to bed soon. <laughs> Wonderful. You're the best. This was so cool. Thank you, Valerie. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation. To Valerie, check out ValerieEikoff.com and give her a follow on Instagram. And be sure to check out Opera on the Rhine for all the updated performances and shows. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.